Hey, Light Anglers. Today is June 3rd. My name is Jack, and welcome to the daily episode of the Light Angle. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world, introducing scripture in hopes of spreading the good news of the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and using that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. As always, your five-star review, liking, subscribing, and sharing of the show with others helps us better spread the light angle and the Word of God. All right. Today, this article I'm going to give you, <clears throat> for many of us, it's going to blow your mind. You're going to be like, are you serious? What the heck? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, this is from Bloomberg.com. The title is, and really says it all, one-third of Americans making 200 and fifty thousand dollars live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, I mean, I'm going to speak for the vast majority of listeners and pretty much all the people I know. Um, we, that doesn't apply to us as far as making that amount of money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get into this. Let's read a little bit of this. More than a third of Americans earning at least $250,000 annually say they are living paycheck to paycheck, underscoring how inflation is taking a bigger bite out of Americans' budgets at all ends of the pay spectrum. I'm going to pause right there and say that uh, I think it's a little incorrect to be uh, pointing the finger at inflation for people making that amount of money uh, living paycheck to paycheck. There's this thing called uh, living within your means. Anyway, continuing on, some 36% of households taking in nearly four times the median U.S. salary devote nearly all of their income <clears throat> to household expenses, according to a survey by industry publication Payments and Lending Club Corps. It's particularly true among millennials who are now in their mid-20s to early 40s. More than half of top earners in that generation report having little left at the end of the month. Man, I bet you they're just eating beans and rice. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, the $250,000 plus income bracket roughly, roughly represents the top 5% of earners in the country, according to U.S. Census Bureau data. Living paycheck to paycheck doesn't necessarily mean hardship, and Lending Club makes the distinction between those can pay their bills easily and those who can't. Only a fraction of high earners, roughly 1 in 10, reported issues covering all their household expenses in April. Housing expenses, which typically take up large chunks of the budgets of wealthier people, have skyrocketed during the pandemic. For example, in Orange County, California, a top-tier home costs $1.7 million in April, up from $1.2 million in February 2020, based on Zillow Group Inc. data. A mortgage on that house, assuming 20% down payment, would cost about $100,000 per year. That's 40% of a $250,000 annual pre-tax income. Top earners, even those struggling to pay the bills, are of course much better off than the rest of the nation, which is facing soaring prices for everything from food to gas and electricity. Among all consumers surveyed, 61.3% reported living paycheck to paycheck in April, a 9% point increase from a year earlier, Lending Club said in its report. It starts digging deeper into the weeds, um, the rest of the article does, in regards to uh, these folks and uh, where it's split up and how that money is, <coughs> in, my, uh, in my opinion, not being spent wisely. That just blew my mind. 
You make $250,000 a year and you're living paycheck to paycheck. Maybe at some point you need to reflect and look upon, you know, how you're spending your money in the first place because there's a lot of folks making well under $100,000 a year who are not living paycheck to paycheck. And I will wage a guess they're pretty happy living that life. But anyway, so I want to incorporate this other article. This is from the NIV Bible, the New International Version uh, Bible, which is great. I have the app. That's the Bible I use. I like it because it's easy for me to understand. Anyway, it has an article. What does the Bible say about giving? Hmm, going to segue into this. Something a lot of people in the church don't like talking about, giving your money to the church. <clears throat> so let's, uh, yeah, let's dig into this. Because at some point, we have to look at our finances and say, all right, what are we doing with this money that we make? You know, the reason we go to work, you know, spend the majority of our time living, working to make money. What do we do with that? You know, and are we using it wisely? Are we giving it to churches? Are we giving it to good organizations? Are we giving it at all? Should we? I don't know. Let's read about that. So believe it or not, money and possessions are the most talked about subjects in the Bible, more than prayer, faith, or salvation. That's because God knew what areas we would struggle with. Our interaction with money should begin with acknowledging that everything belongs to God. Psalm 24.1 When we honor the Lord with our wealth, we demonstrate that we trust him. In return, he promises to take care of us. Proverbs 3, verses 9 through 10. In Old Testament times, tithes were given to God from the proceeds of land, herd, and flock. The Israelites were to give a percentage of their belongings to God, recognizing God as both the source of and owner of all material blessings. The tithe, Hebrew maser, meaning the tenth, was originally 10% of every Israelite's property. Leviticus 27, verses 30 through 33. It was given as a type of tax to support the priests and Levites, Numbers 18, 21 through 24. However, greed discouraged many Israelites from paying it, and eventually <clears throat> it became a duty that replaced true worship. So are Christians required to tithe? The short answer is no. Christians aren't required to tithe. The law of Moses mandated the tithe to support the Levites in their priestly service and those in need among the foreigners, orphans, and widows. Deuteronomy 14, verses 28 through 29. Since Christ's sacrifice of himself removed the need for a Levitical priesthood, the principal purpose for the Old Testament tithe is gone, but the New Testament says quite a lot about giving. Believers are to give in the following manner. Number one is generously. Jesus told his followers to give everyone who asks, Luke 6.30, to give to those who can't repay, Luke 14.13-14, and to freely give what we have freely received, Matthew 10.8. Paul established the principle that what we reap is a reflection of what we sow, 2 Corinthians 9.6. Number two, to give humbly. There is a danger in thinking that if we follow a specific rule, we have done everything that God requires. Jesus chastised the Pharisees for giving a tenth of their spices while neglecting more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Matthew 23, 23. To suppose that God demands 10% and nothing more can foster an attitude that says, this bit is for God and the rest is mine. And finally, number three, with the proper attitude. And this is hard for a lot of people. Using a strictly legal principle of giving prompts wrangling over questions like, is it 10% of gross income or net income? Of take-home pay? Before or after insurance? Retirement deductions? 
Instead, we're to give what we decide in our hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, 2 Corinthians 9.7. Therefore, some better questions might be, how can I better manage my affairs so that I can give more? Where can I give that will best serve God's purposes? Now that I've given what money I can, what else can I give? The New Testament doesn't contain instructions for Christians regarding the tithe, but there are many admonitions concerning giving. Giving should be an act of stewardship. God is the source of everything we have. In John 3, 27, 1 Corinthians 4, 7, 12, 7 through 11. So in a sense, we own nothing but are only stewards of what is rightfully God's. 1 Peter 4, 10. Giving should be an act of worship. Romans 12, 1. Giving should be proportionate. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 through 2. Giving should be voluntary. 2 Corinthians 8, 1, 5, 11 through 12, and 9, 2. And giving should be planned, 2 Corinthians 9, 3-5. Giving should be cheerful, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. And finally, giving should be generous, 2 Corinthians 8, 2, 9, 5, 11, and 13. Setting a standard of giving, such as tithing, can help us do what we believe in our hearts to be right, even if our feelings should waver. But if a Christian decides to tithe, it should be a free and joyous decision, not a legalistic one. So what should determine the amount we give? When we feel compelled to give based on an external standard, the heart is cut out of the gift. Such giving is a matter of works, not grace. On the other hand, discipline helps us with what we know to be right. Choosing a standard of giving can help us to do what we believe in our hearts to be right, even if our temporary feelings should waver. The Apostle Paul summed it up in the New Testament standard of giving in 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7 when he said, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should uh, give what you have, decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Limiting ourselves to a rigid 10% standard of tithing can cause us to miss the fundamental principle behind biblical generosity. God's liberality is the basis for his people's open-handed, big-hearted responses. In fact, we are called to willingly offer 20, 30, or even 100%. In Luke 18.22, if that is what the Lord should require of us. Many Christians have adopted a system called 10-10-80, which is give 10% of their total income, give 10% and live on 80%, or excuse me, save 10% and live on 80%. These percentages aren't mandated in the Bible, but the principle as a whole is both biblical and practical. End of story. So there you have it, folks. I mean... I think a lot of people have an issue with, you know, tithing or, you know, putting money in the plate at their church because they don't know where that money is going. So I think the first step you should do, if you are part of a church body, if you are part of a tribe, as you, if you will, is uh, get involved. Find out where that money is going. How is it being spent? All these things should be completely open and easy to talk about uh, in a church organization uh, because... Well, it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know, it's important to know what that money's being used for. And if it is being used for what it's supposed to be used for, it's doing good in the community. Uh, so that's step one. Get yourself comfortable in understanding where money is used and how it's used. Second, if you're not comfortable with that, figure something else out. Get your first thing you should probably, all of us should do is budget better. Especially those of us who are living paycheck to paycheck, making over $250,000 a year. But anyway... 
just something to think about. You know, money is not a God. It should not be an idol and it should not be our focus, but it is a tool and God gives us many tools and we are to use them within his will. So you just got to keep that in mind. Be wise with the blessings you're giving. All right, y'all pray with me. Lord God, thank you for blessing us with more than we need. I pray you will help us with these, use these blessings wisely. And for those who are blessed above and beyond, I pray they are driven to giving generously to those who have not. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness. Light it up, light it up.